Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 3, Episode 2 in the Book of Colossians, a letter written by Paul to the church, to Colossians. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. In this episode, in Chapter 1, we investigate Paul's prayer for the Colossians after expressing thankfulness to God for the Colossian church. All right, let's turn to Colossians chapter 1, looking in verse 9 through verse 14. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. We have redemption, the forgiveness of sin in him. All right, back to verse 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. What is the occasion here for Paul's prayer to the Colossians? Well, in context, this occasion is a direct thought from the previous eight verses, where Paul is thrilled about the condition and faithfulness of the Colossian Colossian church. This information prompted Paul to pray for them in very specific ways. However, there is danger lurking both outside and perhaps even inside the church. The salvation of the people brought Paul joy, but clearly Paul had some concerns about the future of this congregation. There were threatening philosophies that posed some new dangers. Now notice in this prayer, the verbs that Paul uses here are praying and asking. Those together show us something. Praying, yes, obviously, but asking for God to fill this church with knowledge of God's will, knowledge of God's wisdom, and spiritual understanding. Paul is asking God to give this body of believers a knowledge of God in a personal way and be given the understanding of God's will. Don't we all want to know God's will? But this was not an intellectual knowledge. Again, it's a personal knowledge. This understanding of God's will only comes from God himself, as only God can reveal his mind to believers. And God takes this initiative to reveal his will. Please understand that we cannot learn or teach ourselves to know God. Only God can reveal that to us. Divine truth must be revealed, not self-educated. I'll say that again. Divine truth must be revealed and not self-educated. Our responsibility is to place ourselves in a place of spiritual growth where God can reveal his will 
to us. This is an attitude of the believer to God's working in their lives, and then God would reveal his will to them. Now, this requires Bible study. It requires connecting with God through prayer and being part of the body of believers seeking God in the same way. Let's, let's read more. Verse 10. So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and growing in the knowledge of God. So as Paul's prayer continues, he gives us the characteristics of those in God's will. Two things emerge, bearing fruit and growth in the knowledge of God. This act of bearing fruit is a pleasing service to God. This is being fully engaged in the acts of service in Christian activities. These are reproductive activities that include sharing the gospel and having loving service to others. And the growth in the knowledge of God comes from a natural outcome of this devoted service. And again, spending time in God's word, spending time in prayer with our creator. Service to God brings growth and knowledge of the will of God. Verse 11, May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. So what is the nature of power offered to believers? In this verse, we find another characteristic of those who know the will of God, being this, again, available power to them for endurance. This is an endurance strengthened by the power of God. God's strength. God gives us this ability to endure the circumstances of life and still minister to other people. Life, as we know, includes events that require endurance and positively affecting other people. Now, patience is part of endurance. It allows us to have emotional calm without complaint or irritation. Now, I understand this is very difficult, <laughs> and it's hard to be calm when you have adversity, so much so that the only way to be patient is if given the ability from God this divine power to be able to endure and be patient. It is available to all believers. Not only that, but he says here, patience with joy. James 1, 2-8 tells us this, Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But endurance, there's the endurance again, must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives all generously and without criticizing, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the doubter is like the surging sea driven and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord an indecisive man is unstable in all of his ways. Well, Paul was praying for the Colossians to have this kind of endurance that comes through and from the power of God. Verse 12 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you 
to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. So what has been enabled for the Colossians? They've been enabled to share his inheritance from God, this grace and salvation born from sheer thankfulness. We have, we're grateful for this endurance. We're grateful for this inheritance. We're grateful for what gives us. And the plan of salvation that was initiated by God is shared by grateful people who experience this undeserved favor. The meaning of grace is undeserved favor. This inheritance that comes with knowing Christ came through the sacrifice of Christ. We see in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, We have also received an inheritance in him, predestined according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with the decision of his will, so that we who had already put our hope in the Messiah must bring bring praise to his glory. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of your inheritance for the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. We are sealed. We are gaining inheritance through Christ in his sacrifice. Verse 13 and 14 says, He has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son he loves. We have redemption, the forgiveness of sins in him. God rescues believers from the domain of darkness and by and through and by the blood of Christ shed on the cross. And that blood of Christ shed on the cross transfers believers to the kingdom of Christ Jesus who is loved by God. Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross, the cost of redemption, our redemption. We have been purchased by the blood of Christ and we have the forgiveness of sins through Christ. Christ invaded the territory of Satan, the domain of darkness, and delivered people and is still doing that today, right now. For those who trust in Christ Jesus. John 3, starting in verse 16, says, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world that he might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned. But anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. Romans 5, 6-11 says, For while we were still helpless, at the appointed moment, Christ died for the ungodly. For rarely will someone die for a just person, though for a good person perhaps someone might even dare to die. But God proves his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Exclamation mark. Much more than since we have now been declared righteous by his blood, we will be saved through him from wrath. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more having been reconciled will we be saved by his life? 
And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have now received this reconciliation through him. Today I ask you, wherever you are right now, to trust and believe in Jesus Christ. I hope you will gain from this new season three study in the book of Colossians. We were brief in this episode, but in episode three, we will investigate the amazing and important hymn to Christ in verses 15 through 20. I encourage you to make sure you download episode three when available. These are some of my favorite verses in all of scripture. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend time in God's word and spend time with him in prayer. Biblical Tapestry has a Facebook and Instagram page, and I encourage you to please like and share this podcast if you've gained from this study. God bless, and I pray that you are well.